that's we go back to like I've known now since I was younger. But to see him rapping now, like that first take with him and the key, and it was hard. You can't deny. Lil Nas been putting in work. I came from the bottom like under something. Yeah. But you know we go up like the top, I be hearing them talking down I like that, no way to make me turn up a notch and I go get them knots I been off the portions, I knew how to tie now Hearts are locked in the can, how to be a man now You gotta go find out I was a little kid in the kitchen acting like the dope man with the frying pot Came a long ways from the playground with the same niggas from the sandbox Young hitters, sand like they pitching that hardball, let the home play, gotta play it safe Not with Rob Rob, but I'm in them slums, dawg Shout out Zone 6, I'm in EA, know wherever I go at I'm Gucci I don't pay, but so they say I can't divide <laughs> GA Fuck the state, tell them free Zay and Wooter Fuck the state, tell them free Trey and J-Round And all the real guys laying down I know J-I feel the BK's down Gotta ride for your dog like a greyhound, ayy Stay down, fuck that, I'd rather stay up on my shit I grew around Hey man, shout out to Lil Nah man. Like we about to say in this podcast right here, dog. Lil Nah had the best performance at Culture Fest. Shout out to everybody else that performed at Culture Fest also. Very, very, very dope event. I got Libra on here right now. You know what I'm saying? She about to spit about Culture Fest. Like I always say, Libra don't be popping her shit like she should, man. Because I feel like a lot of artists in the city of Augusta don't really be respecting what she does for everybody. And for the people that's not from Augusta that don't understand, Libra is somebody that puts the event on for um um <laughs> Libra is somebody that puts on the event for Augusta. Um basically it's a festival where artists can showcase their talent. We don't really have much of that in the city. It's a lot in Atlanta, but as far as Augusta goes, it's not a lot. So that's why I feel like artists should respect it. You know what I'm saying? And she also has a clothing line called Fresco. So make sure you head to her IG. Check it out. Click on her website. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to do too much talking, man. We're going to get right into the episode. They pitching that hardball, let the home play, gotta play it safe Not with Rob Rob, but I'm in them slums, dawg, for real That's it how it is, you know how it is Gotta get it how you live, this is how we live And it is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't Fuck what you think, yeah I like you just cause I like rappers to be really about what they talk for facts He's definitely one of rappers that's facts Mike check, Mike check. Check, check. Finally straight, God damn. That setup be taking forever. <laughs> Another episode of Sit Down with Slim. Uh, we finally got Libra in the building. Hey, what's going good. on? You alright? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm straight, dog. Um, just another day you know what i'm saying i'm thankful Kicking to be it. here first thing first man if ain't nobody else told you i'm gonna say it for all the artists in the city thank you for putting on such a successful event i hope they feel the same way you uh putting out a platform for everybody to showcase their art because i don't think we have nothing in the city like that right now right um I mean, not exactly the same i would i would definitely not say yeah. And I really appreciate the artists I mean and the city really rocking with me and you like you know what I'm saying um, Culture Fest is nothing without the city and that's what it is a celebration of what we have to offer and the talents and the creativity that we have so 
for us to all come together and really vibe and have good energy going on and everybody kind of to bounce off of each other and network. That's what I love to see, um, seeing new artists, you know, um, have people gravitate to them and have that platform to, to have that opportunity. That means everything to me, you know, so I, I was definitely happy about it, man. Yeah, it was a, a couple artists I had never seen before and I actually um, had conversations with because honestly, I didn't think of it at first as like a, a a networking event, but that's what it was. You got to see people that you haven't seen before that you probably only seen on the internet. So yeah. if you wasn't there, you kind of missed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Because I mean, my whole thing is not even just for the artists, is for a photographer. Um, I was telling a homie of mine, I, I promised him, I was like, I guarantee you if you do certain work at Culture Fest, your your DM is going to go crazy after that. Yeah. You, you know, depending on what work you put into it as well. So, I mean, it's an opportunity for photographers. It's an opportunity for artists. It's an opportunity for entrepreneurs now since we have more, um, a bigger layout for vendors in now, um, which was always my idea as well. So, I'm happy that I was able to kind of, you know, flourish. And we had over 20, 25 vendors out there, food vendors and all, and everybody was super happy about the come out. A good opportunity for the vendors, yeah. Um I seen I seen um Randy was talking about he was like, What? I made over a grand at Culture Fest. Thank y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. And that that's what it's about. It's about, you know, you taking that platform and going with it. Yeah. You know, um first come, first serve on, on the tables this year. Um and next year is gonna be the same thing as far as actually once you pay, I'm gonna have you lock in your spot. But um just it's is a ever growing event and music festival, so I'm happy everybody came in and contributed and everybody won off of it. Uh, what made you want to have vendors in there? Is it because you have your own clothing line as well? Um, the first year, believe it or not, so people don't know about the back the kind of back end story of what's going on. Like the first year, I was supposed to have a whole parking lot. Um, and have vendors outside mm. um, Everything happens for a reason though Because me being super nice I'm, I was give, giving the vendors uh, All the And it was my first year as well um, So it was no fee for the vendors Yeah. Um, excuse me long story short 80% of those vendors Was late or didn't show up um, And also The parking lot situation Ended up folding because I had a whole Fence I paid for a fence to come out You know have set up and everything to block in this This parking lot right beside uh, Iron Heights um, where it's not Iron Heights anymore But it used to be Iron Heights mm -hmm. And um, another Person that said they owned the parking lot but didn't Own the parking lot didn't want to have A hip hop event there so they threatened I, I to call the cops. I hate when they use the words hip hop event. Like, yeah. You don't want black folks. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know, a lot of people don't know. I deal with some other the back end stuff too. But, you know, there's no, I mean, I I'm, I make a move with uh, just with a smile on my face. And I, I feel like what's meant to be is meant to be. So we normally move through the BS, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, they threatened to call the cops and all that. So I had to actually get my people from the fence to come back and get it. Out of money on that, but it was a well. Um, long story short, we we couldn't do as many vendors as we wanted to, and like I said, the some vendors didn't show up like they they should have. But um, it is what it is. Uh, the next following year, I had a space for some vendors, and we started to get some vendors. Um, and then basically when I had the whole weekend event, I had vendors at both locations. So um, that was something, especially actually down on uh, six on one Broad Street. Mm -hmm. I had about maybe say about ten a maybe at least about 10 vendors there so it was always something i want to grow in and have um ultimately we we had the commons this year booked and ready but they canceled all the events yeah, so um 
Yeah, so depending on how COVID plays out next year, um, you know, we'll probably be running with MTAG again, which was a beautiful co- uh, collaboration. I appreciate MTAG and, you know, Ray and what he did with me um, this year with making Culture Fest come out and uh, come to, to come to um, light, you know what I'm saying, and actually be some reality, uh, having a space that we can do it and still be able to social distance, you know, if possible, so. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I didn't realize this. He said 43,000 square feet. Um, so it was definitely a large. Yeah, that's by huge. Yes, and I mean, huge location. So definitely, we're going to do more events with them. Um, but just like I said, next year we're looking at Culture Fest at the Commons or either at MTAG. Mm. Yeah, um, MTAG is a big ass spot. And I yes. think that's why. Shout out to 2K, but I don't think he understood that the spot is so big. Of course, people are going to space out because they're going to be with their different groups. I ain't gonna lie, that was the highlight of the night for me. Seeing Chauncey yell, trying to get everybody to the front. Well, Chauncey, Ch- all right, so Chauncey has that, um, he's very passionate and his heart is on his sleeve. But yeah. Chauncey is, uh, and I used to talk to JC about that, but <laughs> the same thing. But uh, they, they just have a certain type of energy that they go about it. Um, one thing I will say is, um, of course, Chauncey dope. I mean, I understand he. He just wants you to really realize what he got to give. But yeah. um, who I want to shout out is Lil Nye. Lil Nye stage um, stage presence. Uh, first of all, their whole performance and Make It Count, T Youngin, and Lil Zay killed it. But yeah. um, but into more in depth because I look at everybody's stage performance and anybody that actually is close to me or if you paid for a con- uh, you know um, a consolation you know well I said that wrong didn't I. Uh, a consolation Yeah okay yeah, I had to think yeah, about it right. Well, I look, <laughs> But no Like if you You know Pay to have a conversation With me or whatever And we talked about You know Your artwork And, and your stage performance And stuff like that I could break that stuff Down to you And just have like In my, my perspective Of it You know what I mean mm-hmm. Um, But I love how Lil Nye actually got the crowd to move towards him, but it wasn't a aggressive way. Yeah. So that's the thing about people got to realize, like, you just got to finesse the crowd, play with the crowd, all that. I mean, when we, you know, if you, back in the days you watch uh, Making a Band or different stuff like that, they had all these different shows. They even break that down to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even when you, you talk about you like certain music because, man, he lived that. You just like authentic music, but who doesn't? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you want to hear... If you're a nerd, bro, talk about you being a nerd. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just talk about what you want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, is is but is whatever's true to you, I feel like, is um, the beauty in, you know, music and what makes people gravitate you and really stick to you. But Lil Nye just did a great overall performance. Of course, he's an authentic, um, you know, artist as well. Um, his artist, you could tell, you know, authentic as well. But man, he just his stage performance. I mean, his stage presence, how he got people to gravitate to him and gravitate to the crowd and really soak in what they had to give. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, yeah. man. He on the next level. Definitely shout out Nah. I said he had the best performance of the night, and uh, I think Nah said on Twitter he was like, I ain't never watched Slim show, and, and my name ain't come up. I was like, bro, you know you're doing something. That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, that's my dog. And shoot, that was actually my first time seeing his youngins. Like I heard them on his project, but I had never seen them. So I ain't gonna lie. I think I think they whole performance was just flawless. Like oh, yeah. everything they did with it. And I had to ask him. I was like, I was like, damn, bro, you had about thirty minutes of that, didn't you? And he was like, Yeah, we all had a set. We just put them together and we just rock like that. 
I was like, advantage. that's the same shit me and Maine was talking about when we did the but interview he, with you. But of course, I couldn't get give the cat out the bag. But certain artists took advantage of that. If they yeah. knew they had a, a label, they took advantage of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, shout out to Nine doing that and having mm-hmm. it set up that way, and, and just being a, a businessman more than anything. You know what I'm saying? With how he had the whole place set up, um, and how they performed and everything. Special shout out to Lil Zay. Your energy is untouched, man. You you just had a whole type of energy that was going. You definitely you going up, man. And there's some young guys too, so they got plenty of time to get even better. Not saying they ain't there yet, but they oh, got yeah. time to get better too. Man, stay so focused. It's be crazy. Yeah, stay focused. Don't let nobody knock you off your grind, man. Because I promise you, it's gonna be doubters. It's gonna be whatever. But you just gotta stay consistent with it. And when they say that, it's not even. It's funny because as kids, I was a knucklehead at times too. So you would think certain things is just corny. You be like, man, I heard this all the time. My auntie said this, whatever. Yeah. But I promise you that consistency thing is is real, man. More, more consistent you are. Um, you're going to look back in three years and two years, even if you did five years in the game, whatever you grinding, you're going to realize all them years meant something, and it, it built you up to where you're at at that point. Exactly. So um, as far as having Culture Fest over the years, how do you feel like your progression has been? Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, can, I can say I'm a – I'm very critical on myself just overall as a person I'm always looking at how I could better myself and see what I can do to improve on different things so I've seen some different things I want to improve on and that's really what I'm always focusing on um I man I can't honestly <laughs> I probably spoke too soon I, I can't really say I enjoy it too much until I see the videos and see the recap videos and mm-hmm. Or if I see, you know, different little tags and people show me love, that's when I'm really able to soak it in. Because I can't really soak it in the day of. I'm always moving around and trying to make sure yeah, everything's kind of good. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I really appreciate the love and I appreciate everybody that's rocking with me. So, it's like I said, it's nothing without the city. So, I'm, I'm definitely appreciating it. I'm just trying to do something better and bigger for the city every year. The uh, first podcast we did on Mains when we was talking about the whole scheduling and people saying uh, the organization needed some work. I didn't go to the one last year, but as far as I seen this year, it didn't look unorganized to me. So appreciate it, appreciate it. It's so crazy because um we had a little hiccup with uh, stage, which you know, like I said, there's no people don't understand like every event. Sometimes even when we sit back and we we y'all waiting on the Beyonce event or something like that you're yeah. like man she an hour late or no shout out to Beyonce please be have no like <laughs> no I'm just saying like anybody you know what I'm saying Lauren yeah. Hill let me say that cause I don't think nobody gonna come out for me I love you Lauren but I'm just saying like I don't think yeah. nobody gonna come out but you know I, people don't really take an effect um, taking it into um, to account that you know different stuff could be you know going on that accounts for the the kind of delay on some stuff so we had a small delay but man we rocked it out made it work and everything worked out um man special shout out to jizzle and flyer just for being super man super real like they no boys held me down um and i i really appreciate them like no other like definitely super shout out to them um i i know them boys going up too yeah i know flyer uh just dropped that song with um 
Fujiano. Oh, it's that crazy. I love that right song. Now. Yeah, I yeah. love that song. 1997. Guess <laughs> come from heaven. What? Hey, that's yeah, good. that shit going up. I just and I got bad memory, so if I know your song by heart, bro, I'm telling you, oh God, <laughs> something happened. Like, I think it's like over 100,000 on YouTube right now, too. Oh, yeah, Last man. Last time I checked, it might be more. Yeah, Last hey, time I checked, it was at he like going up. He going up. I love it. It's crazy, too, because it's like, again, sometimes you don't take it in the fact, like, you know, certain people you get to interact with. And, um... I did a show for Black Mars a while back because JC is just, uh, Black Mars is somebody that's been rocking with me since Fresco. Mm-hmm. I used to beatbox at the Cyphers, like he started a whole movement with his music. Um, and when he uh, he got out of uh, some situation, he um, we did an actual show together and he had a couple artists I actually featured and um, Flyer was on that show. Did it at Iron Heights a while back. Oh, so you time seen ago. Flyer growth then? Yeah, it's beautiful because it's like, and unfortunately, I didn't get to realize how dope he was then. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes I'm moving so fast, I don't get to really realize. Like, you know, um, uh, Quan, he really dope. I didn't get to really realize that. Unfortunately, to him passing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where we've been around. He actually was at that same show. But it, I didn't get to, you know, when I, sometimes at these shows, I don't get a chance to actually get re-listen to your music. That's why I'm getting more into these mixtapes right now, because I'm able to sit down and or interact with somebody in the studio and, and get to know the artist a little bit more, different things like that. So hosting yeah, these mixtapes and curating those just makes it a little more, you know what I'm saying, intimate. intimate. Yeah. Because when you be at them shows, I know you be having to work everything in the background, so you don't ever get to just sit down and enjoy the show. Not at all. And I appreciate everybody that's helping me because there's so many people that, you know, hold me down and, and I have a great support system. But um, it is still like, you know, like you said, I'm always trying to move around and trying to check on this and check on that. You know, I, I'm i not big enough to do anything. Like, Mayo asked me for some water. You see me give Mayo some water on the stage. Like, I'm yeah. down to, like, you know, if – I asked Ray if he needed tissue in the toilet. I mean, in the in the um, restrooms, but you know he had some all you know already straightened. But you know I'm just always, um, you know, just trying to make sure everybody's straightened out and they taken care of. Yeah, I told Ray he looked like he was the security in there. Oh man, I told him I, I didn't have to. <laughs> I told him I didn't have to hire extra security because I said you definitely one of them. <laughs> I told him that from the jump. <laughs> this nigga six four by two sixty. Please, it's his it's his gym. First of all, so yeah. you ain't crazy like. <laughs> and then he's sitting there He's sitting on top of the sofa Like And you see him You like I can't act though He might jump man, off This motherfucking sofa This man was in the NFL <laughs> You better stop playing with him <laughs> Big real. receiver too And One still work out What you mean people, He working yeah. people out all day So yeah I don't think nobody Will play with that man So how could people have uh, uh, Went about uh, Being a vendor At the um, show Did you hand pick them Or Honestly no Um <laughs> Oh man, thank God it wasn't that crazy Because if you was a black entrepreneur And you paid your vendor fee, I let you have it So I'm happy nobody was selling porn Like, I'm just being honest <laughs> like, I would've been like, alright man, I might have to give your money back <laughs> But but honestly That's what it was, and it wasn't like I Excluded anyone either though uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, so like, it, it wasn't just saying You had to be, you know, I don't want you to feel like I'm, I'm being, you know But it was open to anyone that came to me And um the thing about Culture Fest is also for the the minority or just overall, we don't have much of a, a voice um, sometimes in the hip hop or, 
you know, artwork that's from a younger generation. So not always a color on it, but we don't have a, a big voice in Augusta, um, regardless of what Arts and the Heart has going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Arts and the Heart tries to tap into some things, and that's great too, but it's... Um, is is not truly us when it comes down to it. A lot of those vendors come from out of town, honestly, too. So people don't realize that. So we don't have something that's truly Augusta, um, Augusta actually like born and bred type of. If you know, if you could say so. I so seen um, one of my dogs, and you know, he was a vendor. He sell the edibles, and I was like. I was like, dang, I can't believe he in here selling edibles. You know what I'm saying? Because you know we is in Georgia. <laughs> Sips beer. <laughs> I ain't see it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but shout out to him though, Eddie Blaze. Y'all uh make sure y'all tap in with him and get some edibles. That's my dog. I know him for a long ass time too. Oh yeah, Chef is a great chef um chef. Um definitely he does catering events and all kinds. So definitely yeah. man, that man could throw down. Had an amazing brunch with him the following day. So yes, sir. Yeah. We actually looking at doing the event. I would have never thought he'll be a chef. Oh, that man could cook. Um yeah. we actually looking at doing an event together, um, as far as like a nice you know, intimate dinner of a who's who type thing and just really have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to talk about Fresco a little bit, too. First off, I love the way how uh, you keep the Fresco alumni and give them priority. I like that. Um, I appreciate that. Um, but the clothing line, how did you go from having Fresco? Because I don't know uh, people listening, if they know Fresco was a store you actually had downtown, right? Yes. Um, Fresco was a store I opened up uh, December 12, 2014. Um, had the store for a couple years. I closed it just because creatively I wasn't in the space of just like knowing where I wanted to go, continue. Mm-hmm. Um but Fresco kind of turned into more of what a platform of me uh, providing, more of a platform for others. Um, we're doing the music scene, doing um, different kind of music showcases, uh, art exhibits. Um, excuse me, you got me drinking this beer and burping. Um, yeah, me too. I ain't going to say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, so, I mean, really, it's like Fresco originally started um, for me, actually, because uh, I'm an authorized retailer four different brands um so it was actually for me to do that but also showcase my brand fresco um but like i said it just really turned into me doing more for others um versus actually pushing fresco or even doing anything for a profit um because anybody can tell you at fresco a lot of them events was free um and but going forward it was just like at this point it's like i'm I'm sitting on um, a lot of dreams. I can't tell other people to live their dreams and not live my own. So mm-hmm. Fresco has always been my my heart. I've always been into fashion, and that's something that's always been, you know, I've always had ideas. Like a lot of these ideas also, something from old, um, like the smiley face, the Fresco smiley face was literally me painting on my um, motorcycle jacket, and I love smiley face down to Joe Boxes. So, like, it's, like, not no, you know, saying just a trend. Like, I've always loved Smiley Face. So, it's just different stuff like that, um, you know, that kind of going to me just coming out with my own thing because I've already kind of slept on it, just didn't come out with it. What does Fresco mean? Like, does it stand for something as far as yeah. the names? I mean, the letters, is it an acronym? Um, So, I did kind of, you know, have an acronym for it. But Fresco actually means cool and fresh in Italian. You know, oh, I'm mixed okay. with Italian, so I'm black and Italian, and that's really where it came from. So, um, originally I wanted to call Fresco, well, the men's boutique, the cool spot. 
And so, like, I just had to look at different ways and be creative with it. It's a cool spot in every little country town, too. Yeah, so I had to just think about a different way to just, you know, kind of look at it. And then also, like, I I always think of stuff to try to be more universal with it as well. So I just felt like Fresco, it spoke a little bit more to who I am as well. So So how did the clothing line come about from the store? Um, Really just, like I said, I already wanted to do it. It just, and I used to do pieces. So, like... A lot of my close friends, I make one piece and they they end up buying it off of me or something like that. But I just didn't push it like I was supposed to. Like I remember even back in the day, I did a design and um, posted it on Instagram, and uh, the game, po- you know, it's still on my IG. It, he commented under that like, "Hey, get with my assistant. I want this," and I ain't even get it to him. Like I just like I said, was just sitting like. I'm telling everybody else to live their dream, but fashion is my mind, and I, I haven't been living it. So you talking about the rapper again? Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, it's still on my IG. Like you know, what I'm saying it's a um, California. Uh, my bad. California windbreaker and like some um, some uh, shorts I made, and he had you know commented on there, and like it just you know what I'm saying also. Mm-hmm. But like people rock with what I did. I just didn't push it like that because also I shop a lot. Anybody that really know me, I shop a lot. And it's just a different thing of talking about spending a thousand dollars on clothes versus a thousand dollars on clothes. Now you gotta kinda gamble of just seeing if everybody else gonna wear it. So it's just like, you know, you gotta invest in yourself, but it's also a gamble and it's just still like, you know, I just had to figure like, hey man, I need to go ahead and do it and stop playing with it. Yeah. Um I already know it took a big leap of faith to uh, jump out there and do that. Cause yeah, but it it also went with me finding the exact type of clothing I wanted to do. Like, I would do certain pieces and like it, but it's also, I'm big on me. So I'm like, man, is it the quality I really like? Now I finally am at a point where my hoodies and my T-shirts, everything I'm pushing is quality. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So... It's not something that you could wash one time and now you got to throw it or toss it. You know what I'm saying? It's something you could wear multiple times and, and you're going to feel the quality. Like, um, that's the biggest thing that I love about it now. And that's why I'm pushing it full full focus and uh, full force because I'm I'm pleased with the quality. And I'm actually, like I said, I like to be fly too. And I want to rock my shit. Like, even if I didn't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Not to be all so cocky, but I want to rock my shit. So I'm just at a point where... You know, shit, I rock my shit with off-white, all kind of stuff, and it's just like, and I feel like my brand could be rocked with that. It's not just a, a piece that you want to just wear because you, you know what I'm saying, represent Augusta Day. Nah, it's a piece yeah. you want to be flying, so. And I also like the fact that, like, when you wear your clothes out somewhere, like, I think um, Saturday I went out and somebody came up to me. They had a fresco hat on also. And the only reason why they recognized me is because I had that hat on. And they were like, oh, yeah, you homie that do the podcast, man. I watch your podcast all the time or whatever because, you know, I had a mask on and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they only noticed because of the hat. But I wear it all the time. I had somebody ask me also before. They was like, oh, you must be Libra's brand ambassador. I was like, nah, I just just like it, bro. 
Maybe they slit hating. No, maybe they slit hating. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll be all smiles and stuff, but I'm from the man. I'm from the hills, so like at the end of the day, I peep everything. It'd be funny. It's just like that homeboy. Like anybody from the hood, you got that homeboy. They'd be like, "Oh, what's up, big ball? I see you." Da da da. Yeah, that nigga want to rob like you. you. That nigga trying to rob you. I'm gonna tell you right now. You let that nigga see your four five. That's what you let him do. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to like you know what I'm saying. People be saying like, well, not to me, but I, I like something like that. That's slick. But nah, I, I appreciate. Appreciate the love for real, yeah. and for you to even want to rock it, cause you ain't no BS person. You ain't just gonna rock it, cause whatever, whatever. and you paid for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, for like sure. you know what I'm saying? Just you support, and I appreciate that. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm real big on support because so many people support me. So when I see somebody doing something and I genuinely like it and yeah. like what they stand for, I don't mind supporting at all. Same here, same here. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I support people's stuff and I don't necessarily um I buy it, but I don't wear it. Like I said, I'm real Oh, you better than me. Cause <laughs> but see, it's also sometimes I like something but I don't like it on me. I'm a fashion I'm a fashion person, like I like fashion, but yeah. it ain't always something for me. You know what I'm saying? If it mm. makes sense, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm a, I'm definitely gonna rock and try to support as as much as I can. Um, but you know, it is what it is. One thing about that fresco, though, like you were saying, like, wearing it, I feel like people know the space that it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's a positive space. So, I feel like also when you see somebody with fresco on, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like you get a head nod. And yeah. that was also purpose of me doing the events um, because I felt like the more black men that seen each other and got familiar with each other, there's less beef I'm having them all. I ain't gonna look at you sideways if I don't know you because I done seen you one time, two times at an event there mm-hmm. and the event here or you know, so that's that's the bigger purpose as well. It's like for us to get more familiar with each other and not look at each other as on some negative and look at each other like on some enemy because that's the mentality that they have is that we can't have something. We can't be young and come out here and do that stuff and I used to have like twenty five young black men on Eighth Street doing rapping doing a cypher beatboxing in 2014 first of all who the hell was beatboxing in 2014 that's yeah. something that you would find in new york in 1990 or 2000 <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like legit was like on some real like heat out there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like so man it's like a bigger purpose of what we have going on just that's why i said fresco is more than a boutique um even though it's grown and doing the culture fest and stuff but it, it's always been more than a boutique and more than clothes though and you'll never guess that like uh, all the all the rappers in the city could come to an event and everybody get along. You'll never guess that until you see it in person. Yeah, man, I promise you. The crazy thing about it is, and I appreciate anybody and everybody that put their you know small things to the side. But I'm gonna speak on this real quick. Most of, and I hope nobody don't get mad about this. But I'm I'm cool with everybody, and our relationship is always gonna be our relationship. So I don't I don't never go into nothing with nobody else. But a lot of situations be about females. Y'all need to let that go, cause in ten years y'all ain't gonna care about that female. Yeah, I was talking recently about that. But that you know, and I mean, but I ain't gonna speak on nobody. Like I'm saying, just over the years, because the beautiful thing about it, talking to me. It's like a safe. I'm not about to try to repeat this because nine times out of ten, repeating it fuel, fuels it. You know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. causes more strife. You letting it go, letting you allow somebody to vent to you, 
they might be having had that conversation on their own. Now they cool, you know what I'm saying? But you repeating that and it caused more BS between them, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I allow somebody to vent to me, you know, try to tell them like, hey, you know, sometimes you might want to, hey, like, hey, bro, you might be wrong on this. Sometimes somebody just want to let you, you Simple know, let, just want to be an ear, you know what I mean? So, but I, I feel like a lot of times it be about females and y'all. I promise you, it ain't worth it. I ain't. I promise you. I used to be a knucklehead too. I promise <laughs> you ain't worth it. I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I promise you ain't worth it. Is is man? I don't even. Want, I used boy. I used to be hell. So I'm trying <laughs> to tell y'all like I used to be hell like for real like fighting in the clubs and all about females, and people could tell you that knew me from. I'm trying to think what years. Two thousand and five to maybe a good two thousand and eight. 2009 I was around here being Donkey Kong I was wild bro For real So like <laughs> I'm talking from experience Like you know what I'm saying it's, it's situations that could've had me messed up Like you know what I mean Like And it ain't worth it You know what I'm saying I promise you ain't worth it It ain't it, The only woman is worth it Is your mama bro Unless you marry her Shoot sometimes Your mama ain't either Man I ain't gonna let nobody respect her Even though she She be tripping <laughs> Nah, we talking about the only uh, woman that's worth it is your mama. Sometimes your mama might be out here wild, and then you might <laughs> gotta be like, "All right, now, nah, Shotty just tripping." I got yeah. a homeboy, and he listen to all my podcasts. I know he about to hear this, <laughs> but uh, I remember when we was young, and his mom used to get wild, and he used to be like, "You know what? Not this time." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying Like I ain't going up the bat this time And I used to respect it Like Cause bruh You can't just it, Nothing used to trip me out more Than Friends that I had That had Pumiscuous sisters I'm not gonna call them nothing else I'm just gonna say that And they would go up the bat for her Every time And I used to be like Bruh You know what time it is bruh, Like you don't, don't, don't go to prison for 10 years Over something your sister's gonna do The whole 10 years you gone Thank God I'm the only child Cause I ain't Like I don't know That that would be weird bro Cause we, Because you don't know What kind of like Sweet face She probably come back home And like she's baby yeah. sis And baby girl And uh-huh. So you don't know Like she probably was Just mind fucking The hell out of him Like excuse my language like, Nah for real <laughs> Like he probably real. He probably think His sister all sweet And care bear And she over here Turn out to a pinky Yeah like, So I don't know But Man. nah That is crazy though I tell I tell people this story all the time i don't know if i said it on my podcast i know i'm gonna talk about my family members but i got a cousin <laughs> he said i ain't gonna talk about my family members but i got a cousin <laughs> oh, cause i ain't tripping but i got a cousin he was a um he was an mma fighter and this was like back in the day before ufc blew up oh, and he was a real good mma fighter and he uh him and his sister went to south by southwest one year and I guess the guy she was talking to, whatever, she did some crazy stuff to him, and the guy might have like pushed her down or something. Like she did something crazy, pushed her down. Came back, told my cousin a different story than what happened, and he went and stabbed the guy, and did oh, and did God. like did like eight nine years, bro, threw his whole career away. See, that's and I so that's why I always ask people like, how far are you willing to go for something that you don't know? Like, is your is your principles gonna outlast that? Yeah Because like Man my dad tell me all the time I'm talking about more family members But I rarely talk to my dad But when I do He always spends some crazy game And I think last time we really talked Was like Two father's days ago And I don't know I feel like he just be feeling stuff And I was in the car with my homeboys And he was like Man you know what 
uh, something that men need to get over is that pride. That pride is stupid oh as hell. Oh, my God. I had this conversation with somebody else because, so, like, on some deep shit, like, my mom, um... My mom has bipolar depression. Mm-hmm. So, like, I thank God. I just always had somebody, like, we moved around a lot. But I always, um, coming up, like, younger, younger, like, I had, like, a like a little, like a, bro- a brother. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, this my sister. He'd be like, my god brother or something that would just really look out for me. And um, I just always, like, basically, long story short, I grew up in the street. But I always had, like, to me, a guardian angel. You know, they don't always have to be in the sky. So I always had a brother that just looked out for me and just taught me the game, protecting me. You know, I ain't have a situation. And I'm a little mixed little girl out in the street playing mm-hmm. basketball with the boys. Nothing but boys. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. all that. They made sure I was good, though. Um, But long story short, like, me coming up in the street, that's something also that I had to realize to remove myself around certain stuff because... I'm a very prideful person too because that's how I grew up. And pride, like, and I, I laugh with my homeboys. They'll be like, man, I said the caption will be so and so shot them over a burger, but it's deeper than that. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's deeper than that. Like, uh-huh. because it is about a respect thing, it's about a pride thing. So I've understood to kind of remove myself around certain situations because I know I go nuts so about certain things. And, and at the end of the day, is it really worth it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just certain things you just, you know, when you know that about yourself, you just kind of try to uh, be mindful of what you're around. But it is, it is a, um, it's an illness that, that we all have if we came up a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, pride is real big. And it's also because that's how you protect yourself. You let one thing slide, a mean thing's going to slide after that. So you don't let that one thing slide. If you got to, you go 100 times harder on that one thing because you want to set an example for everything else that's going to come after that. And I mean, only certain people understand that, but it is, it is, I mean, sometimes it is about petty stuff that you, you really, you know what I'm saying, you jeopardizing your whole life on, you know, I honestly can say, God looked out for me, man, because it's been plenty of times I done gotten situations where I could have been gone, you know what I'm saying, so like, I'm, I'm definitely blessed and thankful for the people in my life as brothers, um, and then also for just certain situations of him removing me out of be mindful to remove myself or just like really saving me because <laughs> like i said it was some situations like really you know i it ain't nothing but god that you know what i'm saying really saved me so that pride thing can't have you in some fucked up situations though pride will have you but see every time a situation happened is when i reevaluate my pride like um i think like a couple years ago I had just came back from Texas and I had got this nice ass chain and I was in Augusta Mall and I was about to get a charm for it and it was like these little young little kids and they walked into the uh, jewelry store while I was in there and they were like, you must have got that chain from like Florida or something. I was like, nah, I got it from Texas and they were like, oh, okay. And they were standing by the door and it, like I instantly just started thinking, I was like, they some little kid, little kids, like 16. I just instantly started thinking like, if this little kid try to try to snatch his chain off my neck, what would I do? And if I would respond in that way, how would I feel after that? Then I started thinking about how, like, you know, growing up, used to always be like, I ain't going to let no nigga step on my shoes in the club. I ain't going to let nobody snatch my chain. Then I got to thinking, like, if you kill a 16-year-old over a chain, how would you feel about that for the rest of your life? Yeah. A little kid. You, you have to mature and you have to actually, like, really 
you you have to like honestly be an adult about it and understand the consequences. Mm-hmm. But the more you have, that's when you understand the consequences. Exactly. So the thing about it is, is I like, just told you one of little Tony friends that the other day. But you gotta understand, <laughs> like, little Tony know me from like little Tony was little man man, like for real, like little man man. Yeah, we was talking about you in the interview we did. So like. But little Tony know me from when, you know what I'm saying, there's been times where it's hard for me to find something to eat or when times I was just, you know, on the wrong track of doing stuff as well myself. So it's like, it's just, you know, long story short, it's like, it's, it's what you think first, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You feel yeah. me? So if I'm on the wrong side of the track and certain things going to fly, I let that fly and now my livelihood is gone, what I'm doing. Yeah. I, and it's gonna be so stupid to correct it, like you said, man. I'm telling you, I almost threw myself my life away over three hundred dollars, and I put that on. I put that right here in the Bible. I almost threw myself my life away over three hundred dollars. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all have. And I can make three hundred dollars, and so like, come on, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, like you said, it be the principle sometimes though. But at the same time, you kind of get over them principles. Like, I know. Same same uh situation with three hundred dollars. I remember a mechanic, and this happened two different mechanics. I gave I gave one three hundred dollars one time. He was supposed to pull a motor for me. Never pulled a motor. Then I seen him out, and you know I pressed up on him or whatever. But then afterwards, I got to thinking because one of my homeboys was like, "Nigga, that shit you just did went against everything you believe in." I was like, "I know." Why you gave the money front? I'm just a but, but nah, but nah. Oh, I because mean- that was just that was just like. Just for the motor, I was gonna yeah. get mo. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So um, now you know, and I'm gonna, t- but I'm gonna tell you what also uh transitioned my mindset. Um, purpose driven life book, and anybody that's looking for growth, I I recommend this book to you. Um, purpose driven life is a book that you read each chapter every night for forty days. And it 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 really would transition how you think, um, because is it one of them self help books type things? Mm, it's kind of correlated with the Bible. Okay. Um, so you know what I'm saying, like, uh, like it's just really an amazing. See, I book. like this. Normally, I'm the one giving book advice on. But now nah, I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna flex. Like it, it changed my mindset of how I was looking at life and how I moved because I had to think. Like at one point, my my mindset was like kind of worshiping money, if that makes sense. You mm. know what I'm saying. Um, because I was moving a certain way, I hadn't been in church in a long time, but I'm very God fearing and I'm, I believe in God and I'm, I have a close relationship with God, but I just didn't feel worthy in church at it for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just in a, like, just going through, you know, doing certain stuff. So like that, Why'd you that, feel book, like that though? doing wrong stuff, man, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Doing stuff that I always thought I wouldn't do because it's so crazy. It's like you grow up. You grow up like anybody that grew up in the nineties, like, and you grew up a, a certain way. You glorified certain lives, and you know what I'm saying. Even though, like, I went to college to be a bio- I was a biology major. I was going to school for nurse anesthetist. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I graduated top fifteen percent, but I also had a criminal mindset, and my mom got locked up my senior year. A lot of things like people just don't know they're going through my life. So it's just like a lot of stuff it went through. I just, you know what I'm saying, I did other stuff. So it was like, you know, I just was on the wrong track of doing stuff. And I just had to transition and put my hustle in the right way. That's all. I know exactly what you mean. See, when you first said the church thing, I was thinking, like, you didn't, you shot away from it because of, like, other people in the church and their judgment and what they I got nothing thinking. to do with them. And they, my faith and what I have with God has nothing to do with it. See, I'm just super strong on that. Like, 
what was meant for me is meant for me. People gossiping in church and all that, it's not going to deter me from being there. I might need to inspire them not to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you got to look bigger than... It's, see, one thing is like, when you start looking at little small stuff, it really be BS and sometimes that's the devil. You know what I'm saying? That's really trying to play on your mind. So it's like, are you going to let that defeat you or not? Yeah. That's how I, I really be thinking about stuff. I was only asking you that because the, the couple times I've been to church in my life, because I really don't rock with churches, but uh, the couple times I've been, I seen some real disgusting stuff. And I was like, matter of fact, the last time I went, I think I did a podcast. As soon as I came back, I think it was with a V class. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling because I was dressed up on the podcast. I don't ever wear dress clothes. But <laughs> uh, I was telling him, I was like, man, I just came from this search service that uh, my homeboy Trey Trey basically tricked me into going to because he said it was something else but it was a church service because that's what they do at churches i didn't know <laughs> wow but um they basically was in there and they wanted to have it was some kind of thing where they had the kids debating the adults and it was certain themes and they like the topics was like you know first they was real mild like wearing skirts to church or something and you know it's like okay cool 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 then they started talking about like <laughs> being gay and it just went all the way left and they were saying little weird stuff and you can tell like the parents who suspected that their kids was gay was acting real weird and I'm just sitting there just Play looking like, like bro oh, you Jimmy know your kid is gay you know what I'm saying <laughs> like you know your kid is gay and you're sitting here like with all this judgment they saying crazy stuff like you're gonna go to hell and like they kid not gay and I was telling my, my uh, homeboy Trey Trey, I was like, bro, that was the weirdest shit I ever been to in my life. That you was like what? the Twilight Zone. But you know what? Just like, all right, so first of all, so <laughs> I'm going to say two two things. First of all, you not you don't have, to me, I don't feel like you have to go to church. Your relationship with God or whoever your higher being is is who, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that don't have to be in church. You know what I'm saying? Part the what I'm blessed with is I did find a church that I'm super comfortable in. I don't feel like they super preachy preachy. They like it's just so I'm comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I've mm-hmm. also been to different churches. You know what I mean? Like I I remember as a kid I went to like a church camp, like a youth. That thing was lit though. Like in not a bad way. It was like cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was, and people talk about oh, white preachers this, but it was a white preacher and he like got through to us. Like he had us raising our hand if he was a virgin or not. I was a virgin, so I ain't, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> oh, that's awkward too. <laughs> like, he had you close your eyes lie. and then raise your hand and stuff. He had people telling on themselves and stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you a reborn virgin then. I'm like, all right. Like, but I was a virgin anyway. So, but I'm just saying, like, I've been like, to a church service like that. Uh, but he was cool, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, he knew how to relate to the youth. So, at that point, though, I realized certain preachers relate to certain people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, um, I go to Garden Grove Baptist off of Willow Road. I recommend anybody to come through. Um, unfortunately, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not there all the Sundays. But right now we online, so like. Yeah. But I mean, but um, Reverend Reverend Copeland is super understanding. Um, one thing I love about him too, he actually used to work with my grandma on like Gracewood back in the days. So it's like, you know, I feel like he's lived. Uh, I don't want to say civilian life. It's like like not one person better than another. But you know what I mean, like. He's lived a, a a normal life to kind oh, of straight, live, you know life. what I'm saying? Like yeah. not 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 straight narrow. I'm saying like a as a just 
a regular person, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, also has, like, you know, walked the path of, oh, okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? So, it's like, yeah. he's super relatable and just understanding and just, like, you know, he don't act like he's better than nobody, you know what I mean? So, it's like, to me, that's who I'm comfortable with talking to if I need to talk and stuff like that. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, I actually go to, um, man, I don't care, people call me weird or something, but if sometimes when I, um, I talk to God directly and I feel like I, um... I actually go to uh, Ashley um, that passed. I go to her graveside a lot and talk to her. So I just feel like, you know, I feel like I got a connection with God and I feel like I'm destined for more. So I really, like, calm myself down. I used to get down on my knees and pray a lot in fresco. So it's like, you know, whatever going on, like, I'm just really in tune and try to talk to God. I don't know all the Bible. I'm not even going to flex like I do. But, I, I, you know what I'm saying, I know God got me meant for something. Yeah. I think, like, whatever people need to do, that's therapy for them They need to go about that I'm gonna be honest Like Talking To people in front of these microphones Is what does it for me Like I have a badass day Then I get in front of these mics And I'm just like Okay I'm good now Yeah That's why I tell <laughs> I got a friend I ain't gonna say his name But like We got into it this morning And I was telling him um, I gotta tell the backstory now <laughs> We was talking about Culture Fest pictures uh -huh. And I was telling him Why I thought some Culture Fest pictures Was bad uh -huh. And he didn't understand. He was like, "What's not good about the pictures?" And I was talking about his pictures. And oh dang, <laughs> I feel like I know who you're talking about. And I'm not gonna say uh, that. Nah, nah, nah. It probably ain't who you talking about. But um, <laughs> I was explaining to him why I thought his picture was bad. And I was like, "Bro, this shit just ain't for you." No, and I feel like, like I do know who you talking oh, about. Oh, probably so. I, probably so. Because I know my dude was good. So I'm not. Yeah, I know yeah, who yeah. you talking about. So not. Dang, yeah, I feel yeah. like all right. Well, I'm not gonna say nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was telling him why I thought it was bad or whatever, and why I thought it wasn't for him. And he was like, I hate when you say that. You can't tell me what's for me. <laughs> then you give him his voice. Oh, my God, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about for real now. <laughs> I'm dead. But that's my dog, though, yeah, man. I'm still not love. saying his name. That's my yeah, dog. It's but, all uh, love. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, I was just explaining to him, like, you know, some things just ain't for other people, man. Yeah. I forgot yeah. where I was even going with that because now I'm like, damn, I done gave up who it is. Now, I always do that shit when I be trying to be secretive. Boy, that shit, but I know, like, man, I, I know who you're talking about. But, you know, it's so funny. So, Kid, you know Kid Heartbreak. Mm -hmm. That's my dog. And um, Real. Yeah. So, both of them are my dogs. Like, it's so funny because, like, they just my dogs. But it's, like, from a different walk of life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, like, they're very close. Like, they my brothers. So, we um they used to get try to get me to rap so bad. And they be like, Your rap name is Lulu, cause you the plug, like I'm paying it full. So yeah. Like, so I mean that's my jank. Like them my dogs. Like so Was you rapping though? Man, no. I think nah, I tried to play I it's think a song I, nah, somewhere. I think I probably played around on a song one time. And oh, if you so can find that song, song man, I'll give you some money if you can find that song. But Kid got it? Cause he if you got it, did. I can get it. I doubt it. I doubt. I probably. I don't even know if I probably finished it. I know it was in a closet. That's all I remember. So I remember yeah. going in the closet and talking on the mic, but I don't remember. What I don't you remember was rapping actually, about, bro? I don't even remember if I actually Trucks rapped. and nah, girls. Nah, I don't even remember. I remember if I actually finished a song or finished a verse, like for real, for real. But yeah, they tried to get me to rap. That wasn't gonna work out though. I, but see, that's crazy. Like as a kid in elementary school, I went to Collins Elementary. Mm-hmm. And um, we used to, like, record, like, the morning announcements and stuff. I used to rap, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real, like, really wanted to do that. and But I didn't have an outlet. And then also, me coming up, knowing I'm a tomboy, 
also coming in that area, you ain't have somebody that look like you or like represent. You know what I'm saying? Kind mm-hmm. of some representation, so you ain't feel like certain things were possible. So that's why, again, one of the reasons why I push Culture Fest and why I do that because I feel like every kid and everybody need to show some kind of representation. They feel comfortable to live their own self and who they are. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to what we were talking about as far as you were speaking about with the money. Um, so now how is like your outlook <laughs> on money? How you view money? Um. Cause that's I, something I battle with all the time. Also, man, I'm still I'm I'm still learning my own worth. I'm be honest with you. Uh, sometimes I give away too much, and but it's crazy. Um, man, I'm gonna sound preachy, but God is showing me the people that show more appreciation are the people that pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy, like for real, for real. So it's like it, it's also I think that's a way of showing me my worth and then just understand like not to give away stuff for free. I mean, because also um, that people don't realize the more you do something like that, it taints your dream, and then you're not gonna want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not seeing some kind of a reciprocation from it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just like really just knowing my worth and, and sticking to it. See, I'm always thinking of like as far as money goes, is like where do I put it um, in the how can I say it? Like the importance in my life. Like at first when I was a little younger, it was always MOB. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was always that. Then you start getting a little older and you actually start getting a couple of dollars and you start thinking like, hey, this shit ain't really what I thought it was. Like having a whole bunch of money, it ain't really I'm not I thought I was gonna be happy and I'm not. <laughs> Man, you know what? I'm my whole thing is I'm happy when I could just make sure my family and my you know what I'm saying, like my girl or something straight. Like I don't really care about nothing all the extra. I'm a Virgo, so I'm financially I have to be stable or I go crazy. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm not financially stable, I'm not mentally good. I'm just gonna be real. Like <laughs> I'm not. Like I wanna, you know what I'm saying? Man, I thought about this a hundred times. I didn't mean to cut you off, nah, you but I thought about this a hundred times. Like, you a Virgo, but your name is Libra. Yeah. Like, how did your mama do that? That's gonna be the mixtape right there. My name Libra. I'm a Virgo. No, just yeah. talking. See, I thought of that when that uh, Ti that last Ti album came out too. I need some money for that, bro. Not no more, man. He talking too much. Like, it got to be more action than all that talking. Like, I don't know, man. Tip don't kill me, bro. If you. I don't know. I, nah, he look. can't. Like Tip, Tip got to be able to um, take this constructive criticism because a lot of the guys we grew up on uh, listening to, now that the internet is here, they're failing us. Man, a lot I of them. love. I'm telling you, I was the one. I'm serious. Before everybody was trying to jump on it, like Ti, I was with you on that whole mixtape when you was dogging little flip, bro. You did like 30 songs. That's how you know I really rock with it. Yeah, like. I'm, but it's just like at Back this to the point, do it baby Stick it baby days Yeah like But now it's just Kind of like on some Like he just talking a lot And it's just like He gotta understand Also like You gotta understand Where your mentality At that point too So you can't don't turn into no Oprah on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you talking at them rather than with them. Because, and that's why I ain't really care. I never cared for how Oprah and uh, Bill Cosby had rock stuff. Because they would, like, go at the youth and talk about, oh, them hip-hoppers and they doing yeah. this. But you could have just Especially had a conversation with them. You know what I'm saying? Or just, like, understood. Like, first of all, when you was coming up, you probably had some trend that your mama wasn't rocking with. You know what I mean? So, I feel like people get outdated when... And get unattached so quickly And it's like Bro Like money can't 
it's sad that money really gets them that to that point though. They they get so un, unattached to the to the actual people. Isn't it crazy though how Bill Cosby did all that judging and where he's at now? Man, my mama came up, man. All right, so look, I was born in Monterey, California, in the Bay Area. My mom was in the military out there. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, mama said that shit been happening. Yeah, she, I believe she said no. Nah, she said he been been doing yeah, that. That's like, not... I remember she used to like she ain't never watched. Like I'm gonna tell you how funny this is. I think people like first of all you gotta understand social media and all that wasn't going on. Mm-hmm. So certain like gossip errors and stuff like that, and that older generation they ain't really gossip that much. They knew what was going on and they just like all right, yeah, I know what's going. I on I mean, you never really knew what was true, but today we got social media, so yeah, we know it's a little what's more. But it's like I remember like as a kid used to watch Cosby's mom would never watch it. She'd be like, why you watched it? I'm like, oh, she really ain't rock with Holmes. She never rocked with Holmes, bro. She but she rocked with Whoopi Goldberg, See, and I understand that now because, like you said, you seeing people that play out now. Look at the credibility and what Whoopi still has going on because you can't really tarnish everything. Even when they try to blackball her, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. on some deeper shit as an actor, you know, she was with a buddy white dude, biracial relationship in Hollywood, young and all that. They try to blackball her. She just always stuck to her guns and did what she, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you, like you said, some of them, they fell in us badly because they just move different. It's like they, I can't, Um, it's one thing I can't take away from Bill Cosby, though, no matter what he did, is the fact that he put out a show depicting black people in a positive light. Oh, yeah, I loved I'll, it. I'll always, like, remember him as that and no, no matter world. what he did yeah yeah different world yeah, as all well. those type shows somebody else that people don't talk about as far as the uh bill cosby and oprah thing you was talking about is um i always miss him up jesse jackson because i always say al sharpton when i mean jesse you jackson. sell out you remember he talked about obama didn't he he said something he about, talked obama? about obama but originally the the situation i always talk about that nobody seems to remember and i know we was young at the time but i vividly remember like of course not at the time but i remember like you know researching it at like eight nine years old because i think it happened in like 94 95 um he was running for president and he went to a record store, and he had everybody go inside the record store and buy Tupac's album and throw him on the ground. And he gave oh, his yeah, whole speech yeah. about how rap, how rap music is killing the black community. Yeah, yeah, they was they was real big on um, against uh, Tupac, uh, Clinton, um, Jesse yeah. Jackson. It was a couple of them. That they was held really him big. accountable for all the violence in the black community. And it's crazy because. <clears throat> that's when they was like at a point where they was thinking like you know hip hop we need to kill hip hop yeah. hip hop not gonna live and, stuff. and that and look was at weird it now like look at it now so it's crazy I think it's also like it gave a it gave a voice to to the to the speechless you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. you had a lot of people that came up a certain way in po- poverty that didn't have a voice. And that scared them because the more you gave them a voice, the more strength we get, the more that we could believe in ourselves. Now you got more entrepreneurs. If we never had all this hip hop and stuff like that, we wouldn't have all the entrepreneurs and the black young entrepreneurs and feeling like they can even do something like that. Or even now, like just the business of music by itself, you got podcasts, you got interviewers, you got... You got um, videographers. You got all these, like, think about the millions of jobs that it opened up for a young minority. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like, that wouldn't have happened before. And a lot of this stuff, sometimes you don't have to have a college education. So, it, it steered away from the norm that they had. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that really scared them the most. And and then now you can tell how, like, times is changing because they starting to retire and they start to go out the door and oh, a lot yeah. of more Man, things getting real Oh, yeah, all that's going to be dead yeah. because even these record labels are about to be dead because people going to understand I go independent, 
I don't have, I get a distribution deal. People should have realized that when Dom Kennedy got his own deal directly with Best Buy, and he put his own CDs in there and made a million off of that. Oh, boy, too, from Chicago. Um, Who? Chance the Rapper. Yeah, 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 but he did it after Dom. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, to understand, like, just you can you can actually build these relationships on your own. You don't need this, this middleman. And it's also, it's like, first of all, I think what a lot of people um, don't realize within themselves if you sold anything in the streets, clothes, whatever, whatever, understand that you are an entrepreneur and you can turn that into something else. You can turn that business into something else. So it's like when you are doing business, you never want a middleman. You want to cut out as much cost as you want, you know, you can sure. to do exactly, you know what I'm saying, or give the best product or whatever it is. It got to be correlated the same way with your music, the same way into your fashion. And when it's done like that, then you gonna actually have more hands on, and you have more hands on to your success as well. Like these, these a lot of these record labels are just middlemen. You don't need them. Um, I think in the future, the only way record labels is gonna be able to eat is off of old catalog. So they're gonna start doing weird shit like putting out greatest hits <laughs> every two seconds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but see that that's so crazy too because like, all right, in the last ten years, who music really stick to you? In the last 10 years? Yeah. Like, stick to you. Like they die today. To. And excuse me, I don't mean no harm for nobody because you don't want nobody to pass. But if they pass today, their music really going to stick with you. It's it's a couple people. Name me five. Um, Jay-Z. Oh, no, 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 no. Last 10 years where they came out. Oh, no, I'm not. No, last ten, man, I want to say five, but yeah, last ten years they came out. Me personally, I like a different type of music, so I say like Meek Mill. Um, I probably can't even name no thank more. Thank you, thank you. A lot of these, uh, lot, and that's that's, and I had this conversation. I even have the debate, and people will go crazy when I say this. Drake gives good music, but he doesn't give you music that, music that sticks to you. I just recorded a whole podcast with Maine last night. And, and not just somebody. in the podcast. You know, nah, I know exactly get what him, you're saying. But you know what I'm saying? I was telling him because he was saying, the guy was saying his favorite artist or whatever. And he mentioned, like, he gave his top five. And he had, like, LL Cousy on his top five and some more people. Which is cool. You know, your top five is your top five. I mean, LL, LL is a beast, though. I mean, LL top just five, I don't, I don't know, know about, about that, that but I will respect LL. I'm not yeah. going to... I ain't going to lie. One night, I just went down the rabbit hole and watched how he killed cannabis and, like, watched the whole yeah. thing. His cockiness fine. and how he moved in New York and nobody really can... It, nobody can really talk too much trash about LL. He from New York. That's the place where they be trying to find all the dirt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, LL is low-key a goat, for real, for real. But see, I was telling him, as far as artists go, like, it's about more than just lyricism. Yeah. It's about, yeah. like... Because he said he doesn't understand the hype of Tupac, and he also said Lil Wayne was overrated. And I was like, because, you know, that's that's that old school up north mentality. Like, if you don't have bars, you ain't talking about nothing. And I said, but if that was the case, Papoose would have been the hottest rapper alive yeah. when Wayne was out because he, he was the most lyrical person at yeah, the time. that's true. But he couldn't sell 100 records. Man, I I ain't going to lie. My my top five would, would be Andre, three, three stacks. Um... It would be Tupac, of course. Um, it would be. Yeah, you said three stacks, Pac. Yeah, so like three stacks. Uh, my top five would be three stacks, Tupac, 
Um, oh man, oh man, oh man. I feel like I'm I'm slowing down real quick. Um <laughs> I'ma say See five is a lot. That's why I only give three. Dang, so if I'm, uh, I really want to say at three. You know what? Um, let's say three, and I'm gonna say Nas. Nas, okay, that's somebody else we was debating about. Cause uh, me and Maine, we not real big Nas fans. So, and he said Nas was the best lyricist of all times, and I said that Kendrick was. And he said he don't like none of these new cats. He said he don't see why we think that about them. But I also say that's that old school mindset. Like they just feel like if you were if you was one of the originators, then yeah, can't nobody come and do it better than you. No, nah, I mean I definitely don't believe that. Like I my like old school, I love Big Daddy Kane. Like yeah. Big Daddy Kane was my old school person. See, I never got into him because my mom used to. But see, that's the thing. Like when I say I like certain people, I don't know all the nice catalog. Uh, Three Stacks is like number one. Yeah, and Tupac, yeah. But, like, I just felt like Nas gave you something a little, like... And Jay-Z dope, too, so I ain't gonna lie. I was debating between both of them. But the only thing about Nas, and this is probably why I gave to it, Illmatic touched me way more Reasonable Doubt. Mm, I didn't like Reasonable Doubt. I didn't either. Um, my favorite my favorite album from Jay-Z is American Gangster. Uh, why American Gangster? Because I like Blueprint. American Gangster, you could just, like... It was, to me... What Jeezy uh, um, uh, um, Trapper Die was mm. It was just like It just it was like perfect It just yeah it was just perfect It's funny you say that cause I always say The two most influential Albums of like High school to me personally Was that Jeezy Trapper Die And Lil Webby Savage Life Lil Wayne Savage Life went in, man, for real. Yeah, for real. that like, shit changed the whole tone of like everything. Yeah, and gangster music was was lit low key for me too. Gangster music when him and uh, Lil Boosie had the yeah. uh, dual joint. Yeah, that was a dope one too. Man, they had some good music back in the days. Field Mob, um, Field Mob from Rudy to the Tootie was a great album. Uh, man, it's man, it's some it's some good stuff out there, man, but. It's some trash out there too, but you know, to one thing it's I been some say, trash in every area. Yeah, but you know what, what I can say is, you know, what was for somebody else ain't for some for others. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but I also say that, um, and it's about to sound like some old nigga shit, but <laughs> I be feeling bad for the younger kids because they ain't really get to enjoy these people how we did. Like I wish the younger kids got to enjoy the Lil Wayne era like we did. I just man, wish Lil they Wayne did. really bullied that. Like, so let's be honest, man. I feel like. Lil Wayne dope, mm-hmm. but I, I was not a huge Lil Wayne fan because his, like, excuse me, that was my thing. You had to have more than three topics to talk about for me to really like you. Okay. Like, so Lil Wayne to me talk about money, cars, hoes. That's it. For the main part, as a kid, you could help with like that shit. Though. But even as a kid, I went through some real shit. I was homeless, yeah. all shit like so. I, I Tupac was mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, but see, Wayne had those records too. He had that. I miss my dog. Shit, that shit was emotional as hell. Bro, that was the only one, and the Katrina one, the one song he had on the mixtape uh, by Katrina. The George Bush shit. No, I don't remember that one. But nah, bro, it was called George Bush. It was about oh, Katrina. Okay, yeah, my yeah, yeah that one. That's the only ones. And I ain't gonna lie, that Carter was dope. Carter was actually my favorite album from Lil Wayne. But when we talk about the Hot Boys era, I like uh, Juvie. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought Lil Turk was actually harder than Lil Wayne on Hot Boys. I ain't gonna lie. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I know yeah. people. Hey, but Lil oh, Wayne do. Opinions is okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But Lil Wayne Turk was a little kid. Lines, man. Lil Turk, boy, they was saying we ain't playing like the niggas on the sideline. When the Hot Boys <laughs> came out, Wayne was still in high school. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like you said, you could tell what's authentic and you could hear certain things. Like, prime example. And I, when I say this, this will give you best example of all of them. T.R.U., P and all them, my favorite rapper was C-Murder. C-Murder couldn't rap, <laughs> but yeah. C-Murder was real. Like, C-Murder See, was still, like. I think I think you got that thing going on I get into with Maine about all the time. Like, Maine always say, like, I need I need my rappers to be about their life. And I don't care about that shit. No, you know it's like just, I like to hear authentic. Like, I like Wiz. Wiz authentic to his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love okay, okay. Wiz. I, guess, I like I Big Sean. I like, you That's know another I mean? era I wish these kids got to follow. Man, because Wiz, I think Cushion Orange Juice is the second best mixtape of all time. Absolutely, with like B two being one. But see, that's where, where really the two nine, like that's where that two nine would have came in and, and been that for them. You know what I'm saying? Or Curtis Williams would have been that for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything happens, but everything kind of comes out. You know what I'm saying? Different ways. I ain't gonna lie to uh, the Lucky Joes. They, they dope. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so I like all kind of music. Like I actually like uh, the Hippie Sabotage. I don't know if you ever heard them. Mm-mm. They do like just a bunch of beats and stuff like that. They're really dope. Um, I like a lot of different kind of music, but I like authentic music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell when people pushing for a pop song, or you tell if they just pushing for something, and they just, you know, sometimes you can't. They could fake you real good, and I want you to do it. Like, fake me. Like, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I just like hearing something that sounds true to who it is and who the artist is. So, who you be listening to nowadays? Uh, man, Key Glock. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I, I do like Key Glock, though. Um, I really like my boy Trey Stroll. I've been making him send me music. I really do get KD to send me music. Um, I still love that song, 40 Ounce Bounce, um, by uh, Chauncey 2K. Mm-hmm. That's what I requested every year for him to do Culture Fest. That's why it's playing enough. But it's a dope song. To me, it's a timeless song. Um, I want him to redrop it and stop playing. Um, yeah. He might but, as well. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nah, it's a dope song for real, for real. Um, but nah, I like uh, different artists, man. I um, Oh, you know what? Hold on. Because I want to say who exactly I like for real, for real. Because this... Uh, so, Cooks put me on a lot of music. Like, if I go oh, on... Oh, that nigga Cooks listens to everything. So, if I pull up on Cooks sometimes, I end up getting some new music. And also, my homeboy, Rail. Sleepy Rail. Uh, shout out to Rail. I had to go back and download some more Gucci um, after that thing. One thing but, about Cooks, though, he going to play the same songs over and over, though. He will, but he may... I really <laughs> like it. RMR, um, I like his new uh, new song. And then I like um, Pusha Icedy. I definitely like Pusha Icedy. Um And then who else? Uh, I've been actually lis- listening to Larry June a lot, so um, I, I let me not like like take away from that. I listen to Larry June, and I can listen to Larry June throughout, and I don't have to skip. So that's one person I'm really rocking with is Larry. Oh, June. I think you told me you, uh, you told me that on the podcast before. You like you like that pimp shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you said it on the pod. <laughs> Niggas be tripping me out They be thinking I, I'm talking about A personal conversation And it was a podcast conversation Trust me I know the difference mm. I'm the media man <laughs> But I do Nah I, I like that stuff man I, I came up Like I watched Dolomite New Jack City Like my favorite movie Like you know what I'm saying mm. So it was, And then Larry June To me talks about Fatherhood 
entrepreneurship, you know, and he also pimp, you know what I'm saying? And believe it or not, and I don't realize it, I was just born in the Bay, but uh, some of that is still, like, in me for some reason. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm straight Augusta. Like, I represent Augusta to the die, but I don't know. I like some of that, you know what I'm saying, that Cali Bay shit. Where it's just on some chill, you know what I'm saying, just live your life, man. Oh, Make yeah, some pe- money. Man, people get it confused sometimes thinking that just because you're from somewhere, you just got to listen to music from that area. And mm-hmm. that's what was wrong in the 90s. That's what got big and pop killed. Yeah, man. It was we ain't that big and pop no uh, beef thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Now, I ain't going to lie. Um, <laughs> I'm be boy. Uh, since you you have the honest podcast, I ain't never really get into New York rap like that though because I felt like that was like rapping a dictionary or something like it was science class or something. Listening, and I'm like, bro, I like, love when people from the south say that because I but, feel the same way. Bro, <laughs> you know I'm, like, what I'm, what? No, no, I'm like, I did not go in damn science class. This is yeah. not chemistry, bro. Like, yeah. but I um I do like like Method Man from back mm-hmm. in the days. You know what I'm saying? I like Method Man. I like Nas. I like Jay Z. Um, I think I think they just got too rapidy rap up there so, and, yeah. they, and they didn't try to make it sound good or try to make it, it cool wasn't like or make it melodic songs. it was just yeah, like just I gotta get lyrical rap. bro yeah lyrical miracle man like, get bro, out of here bro. I ain't trying to hear that shit bro but, uh, a solid album is something you can you can do everything to yes. and I ain't even got to list everything you can do y'all yeah. know what I'm talking about out of yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. you gotta be able to ride to it do everything to it I ain't gonna say the rest of it yeah that's why I'm rocking with Larry June right now oh Primo Rice Primo Rice is hard. Like that's another one. I don't know if you listen to him yet, Mm-mm. but Primo Rice. Um, I guarantee you. I really ain't been on my music shit lately. I ain't. Man, gonna lie. that's another one. That he a smooth dude. Um, he I based out lie. of DC, but he don't sound like it. I don't listen to nothing but podcasts nowadays. I catch an album here enough, but I'll be on podcasts. That's just hey, what that's grind mode. That's what you're supposed to be on. I've been. Like you been that going for like up years and- now. But then, first of all, I want to say thank you for you going so hard and just, like, making sure, you know what I'm saying, really just giving a lot of exposure to Culture Fest. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, it's that. no problem. You know what I mean? Um, I was telling people I did that because I was supposed to go to Atlanta that day, and I, I didn't think I was going to be able to go to it. So I was like, I just want to do my little part. That's love, no man. No matter what it is, but. And, of course, because of love, I brought you this. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I meant to do that earlier, too, nah, but we got good, so deep man. in the conversation. Got my boy the Culture Fest hoodie. Yeah. Of course, so. You know I'm gonna be rocking that thing. Oh, all, all love, all love. I appreciate you just giving the platform to a lot of these, um, you know, entrepreneurs and artists. Period. Like, yeah, a lot of people are really rocking with your wave, and um, you know, anything I can do, I'm supporting all day. Yeah, I definitely appreciate everybody that rock with it too. Cause I ain't gonna lie, it feel like I really ain't been doing this shit that long. Like when I think about it, and like everything just, just grew overnight and. I remember, like, I wasn't going to do, like, no local type stuff. I was just going to focus on doing YouTube and, and try to get, like, a broad audience. But I had a conversation with somebody named Trent. And um, we actually used to beef back in the day. Then we randomly got cool at somebody's studio. And he, he like, he was like, hey, Brie, uh, you'll come outside real quick. And he, like, took his gun off and put it on the table. And I stepped outside with him. And he was like, I ain't going to lie, bro. We ain't had no reasons to be beefing. I like nigga, I knew. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, bro." So we end up talking, and in that that same conversation we had that day, he said something that stuck with me. He said, um, "Whenever you do something, you want to be the mayor of the city." And I ain't know what the fuck he was talking about. Then he kept talking, and I was like, "Oh, he talking about like if I podcast when somebody even mentioned the word podcast, 
Slim should come right after that. Absolutely. And I was like, you know what? After he said that shit, that's when I started doing all these interviews. Yeah, but it makes sense because also, like, you giving... So, you giving also, like, a um, representation of the city in that timeline. Mm -hmm. So, the beauty of it is, like, say, for instance, any kind of entrepreneur that come on your, your show, they grow from here to five years down the road whatever they could look at that you know mm-hmm. what i mean you give it so much more than just an interview or just a you know what i'm saying an hour yes, conversation yes, some timeless shit yeah because this like, shit ain't going nowhere and yeah. my channel ain't getting taken down because i don't be posting no crazy stuff to me we also are building on what the what augusta is gonna be you know what i'm saying so we we're building those building blocks and that's what you're doing you know what i mean you're building a legacy yeah uh true said something like that on twitter and he tagged all of us in it and i think it was me you uh, nightmare, um, um, who am I forgetting? Jarrell, uh, Shane, and like two more people. He tagged all of us in that, and he was like, "This is the I forgot the word he used, but this is the uh such and such period." He was like, "This is the time period where like before, uh, before us there was no like stepping stones, and now we're putting in the stepping stones and." The people after us is going to benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, and, man, you know, true, true, true's always say a lot of words and it's real deep. And you got to read between the lines. But I was like, okay, I get what he's saying. And he called me like a couple of days later and, and and was like explaining it thoroughly. And I was like, okay, that shit makes sense because yeah. like everything you doing with Culture Fest, that's going to be for the future. That's the spot for like you know artists can showcase who they are and what they have going on. Then I got the podcast. That's that's what artists can do that with somebody like Shane and Jarrell. You know the pictures. You can take pictures with them, and yeah. and uh, Jarrell just started a magazine, and he yeah. and he basing it off of off of things locally. I think the next issue is gonna be about Culture Fest, yeah. and I've seen some pictures. Of them bitches hard. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, them shits hard. And, and he hit me up when I posted my pictures. He was like, "I ain't gonna lie, bro. Them bitches hard." Yeah, I was like, "It's nice. crazy." I was telling somebody the night before. I was like, "I'm about to drop these pictures. I know they're gonna be the hardest Culture Fest pictures until you drop yours." <laughs> and he was yeah. like, "Shit." He was like, "Yo, shit's up. Yo, shit's down now." Yeah, I was like, man. "Nah." Cause I seen he got a picture a little nah, and he took it from um. Behind the stage with the crowd in the front, I said, "Oh, I know that shit gonna be dope." Man, I seen it when he took it. I was like, the "I know crowd, that shit gonna be dope." The crowd picks always the best, man. I um, it's the I, angle he took the picture from, though. Like it's crazy as hell. Drill took that picture with um with KD and the uh Chauncey there with the crowd in the front. I'm oh yeah, sure. yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. Took that one. That, that, that was, was from crazy. two culture festivals ago, right? Um, that was last year. Oh, it was last year. Yeah, that was 2019. Okay. I thought yeah. it was from two. Yeah, cause they oh that, that was from the one up. that uh yeah. humanitary. Yep. yep. Okay, okay. Because we yeah, had the yeah, two yeah. different uh, venues that you know that weekend. So yeah. I forgot yeah. who recorded that at Humanitry, but when I watched it, I felt like it was I was Shane there. Shane and Rail, though. It was okay. both of them, actually. Yeah, because I felt like I was there. I felt like I ain't, I ain't even missed nothing. Yeah, it's Shane actually recorded, and um, Shane did the video, and Rail actually did uh, the photos. Okay. So they did a combination. They're my guys right there, my guys. But yeah, before we get off, uh, what's just next for Libra? Man, <laughs> I gotta ask you an interviewee question. <laughs> uh, man, um, I'm man, I'm working on some stuff, bro. Yeah, spill the beans. Tell us an exclusive. What's going on? Exclusive. What's something we can look out for? Uh, what do they even care about? Um. People care about everything. You just don't know it. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> uh, I'm dropping a book next year. Um, 
That's a good one. How fashion saved a lonely kid on my birthday. Next year, August 30th, uh, 2021. And what's that about? Um, Just really just how fashion saved a lonely kid. How fashion actually, you know, really kind of, it kind of, it gets you to talk to people, um, gets you out of your shell. Just different ways that fashion could, could uh, make an impact on, on different people's lives and stuff like that. Um, definitely gonna be a cool book. I hope you guys support it, and I, I feel like you'll be able to relate to it. Anybody and everybody be able to relate to it. Everybody has a favorite T-shirt, so you like fashion in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, man, I'm actually looking at doing a summer event. Uh, oh, that'll be dope. Yes, yeah, so I am. Oh, I meant at- to tell you earlier too, but I let it slip my mind. When I pulled up to Culture Fest, I was in the parking lot. And I forgot who it was that walked up to me, but they gonna know who who it was when I say this. They were like, "I ain't gonna lie, bro, it looked like complex kind of." Hey, that's I was what like, we oh, want. That's fine. That's I what like, I mean. For like anybody that. say that, that means a lot, bro. Because that's that's like my goal. Like I shoot for the the stars, land on the moon type shit. Like you know, going to them different events, complex con. I haven't been to South by Southwest, but complex con is really like like my my ultimate like for the vendor setup. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's definitely something that I, I would love to do James Brown Arena. I ain't gonna lie. After doing MTAG, I even thought about you know just that bigger. Have arena you ever thought stuff. about the Imperial? Um, no, because I would prefer to. All right, so I, I would prefer to do Milli Theater. Okay. And I would prefer to do, um, just because how COVID and everything they were saying the spike this year, I laid off of it. But I would love to do an actual concert. Um, where it's just you know. Like eight of the hottest artists in the city, and we have an actual concert at the Middle Theater. Okay. Um, like really putting them on a nice stage and a real nice platform, and us doing a real big, you know, concert and showing true love to the city because we got some dope talent here, some really dope talent. So, um, but yeah, I got some man, I got some ideas, but you know, you talk too much, people still off on them. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, this was nev- another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. Appreciate Libra for coming. ShopFrescoMensBoutique.com I feel like we uh, finally got her to pop some shit That she should have been popped a while ago <laughs> Man, I be trying to be a humble beast and chill Man, I, I've learned recently that humble shit don't get you nowhere So Man. it's time to pop it And I ain't gonna lie, I got drunk Saturday I was popping mine <laughs> That's why I'm chilling now Because <laughs> I popped enough shit Saturday man. <laughs> But Boy. yeah, man, we out, man Alright, appreciate it, bro